Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we are live. Welcome to the NFL Strategy Show Lineup Construction Edition. We're not taking any time off for Thanksgiving. We are right back where we normally are every single Friday at 11 a.m. I am Josh Engelman. I am joined by the boss, Alex Baker. Alex, how are you? How was your Thanksgiving? Good, man. Happy uh, Thanksgiving to all you guys out there. I hope everyone had a good one. And we're very thankful for for all the support of the channel and the website. So um, we got, hopefully, you guys had some luck on the the thanksgiving slate a little two game right i was honestly like it was hard it was a really hard slate to to figure out an edge um but i uh, still we we saw a lot of success in the community uh, i saw a bunch of screenshots and uh, i gotta shout out chris randone who who tied for the fan duel millie that was exciting to see uh man the the bachelor nation really has a nose for these prizes so well, when you uh, double up your entries, you have a much better opportunity to pick up that W, I'm thinking. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, I did not have a good day. Uh, the beginning of that first game was not fun. Uh, those multiple Adrian Peterson touchdowns were not a great time. It was very, very annoying. So I'm ready to go on to a nice... 11-game slate on FanDuel, potentially a 12-game slate on DraftKings, but we shall see. We're going to do this one a little bit different compared to what we normally do because we have been prepping all week for the Thanksgiving slate. We haven't really, as a site, taken a deep dive into each individual game. So Alex and I are going to walk through each spot, do like a you know two, three minutes on every single game, and then we will get into building for... I don't know. We'll we'll leave it up to the uh, we'll leave it up to the chat for today. That can be our Thanksgiving gift to you guys. I'm ready to dive in if you are, Alex. Ready. Perfect. But not quite perfect, guys. Since you're walking in the door, hit that thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. Trying to get north of fifty thousand subs. I think I would need to work start working my magic transition from likes to subscriptions i think i can get there on my own i no one else's help i'm just good at this uh let's switch the screen share first game up on the docket we don't have too much to really dig into quite yet but if you're playing on DraftKings, the ravens and steelers game is now a part of the main slate and in case you missed it lamar jackson has covid 
So RG3 looking like the starter for the Ravens if this game happens. He is 4,100. But I'm going to throw it to you just in general. What stands out to you from this Ravens-Steelers game if we do get to see it? Well, the RG3 to Des Bryant stack looks mighty appealing, I'd have to say, uh, if you were building four years ago. <laughs> um, Pittsburgh, they're always interesting because they uh, they do a really good job at just throwing the ball even when they're up in games. So that gives a lot of upside to a stack. We saw them versus Cincinnati put up a huge score, even though like Cincinnati did terrible. So um, that's always in the range of outcomes. Baltimore's defense isn't really a plus matchup, though. And it's going to be hard to find any uh, edge in Deontay Johnson and Claypool because they've just been totally on a hot streak. So uh, I'm happy enough just kind of skipping over this game, uh, other than the Steelers' defense, who versus RG3, they have to be in contention for one of the best of the week. Absolutely. Um, I'm not expecting we see this game, but you know, fingers crossed, I guess. It's it's not going to be helpful if that game goes away. Can you imagine if this game got canceled, but from like a, a scheduling perspective, it didn't matter if they – reschedule it like the Ravens just missed the playoffs the Steelers are undefeated and don't need it so they only go 15 and 0 and it becomes like an asterisk season it would be ridiculous oh, man. I never thought of that yeah that's a good point um I wonder how they're going to handle that but I don't really want to waste too much time because I have no clue <laughs> that's, fair. that's fair moving on to Dolphins at the Jets great spot for the Dolphins pretty sizable favorites in New York <laughs> I really like Tua. Uh, that salary at 5900 against the Jets seems pretty good. Jets' defense is terrible. What else stands out to you from Dolphins-Jets? Yeah, Tua is interesting. I mean, he's been terrible uh, so yeah. far. Like, he just hasn't – well, the first few games, I was just thinking it was game script. They just didn't want to take any chances. The last game they lost, and Tua was really not – he it was funny because his passer rating was like 85 but he had like five yards per pass (laughs) so um, I guess he didn't make any huge mistakes but he didn't really make any success at all so um that being said Devontae Parker he's been getting tons of targets uh in the absence of Preston Williams the running back situation is going to be tougher this week because Miles Gaskin is slated to return from the injured reserve and Salvin Ahmed had been doing pretty good at running back. So I'll be interested to see how they handle those two guys. But I, I think you're right that this matchup is just too good. Uh, Vegas has a ton of confidence in the Dolphins' chances to have success here. They have a team total of 25 and a half. They have ran the ball a little bit more than you'd like, but I think the stack here makes a lot of sense. Yeah, same. Uh Miles Gaskin, if he is on the field, uh, showed up in my top 10 running back. So check out the top five videos that came out. Uh, same sort of scenario for Devontae Parker. This is just a fantastic matchup for Miami. And, well, the the Jets are definitely there, too. Whether it's Sam Darnold, whether it's Joe Flacco, it's, it's really difficult to like the Jets here, especially against a Dolphins defense. That's good. Jets stink. It sounds like I need to pitch you in the Jets here. So... Uh, Miami's defense has been has been surprising. Um, 
I, I'm honestly not going to really pitch him, but uh, well, Michael Perrine, P. Ryan, he, he's out. He's on the IR. That means Frank Gore is potentially going to get a lot of work. The guys I'm more interested, though, Jamison Crowder has seen his price come down. He's been electric regardless of who's been at quarterback. Uh, he hasn't really had the big games recently, but we know it's in the bag of tricks. Denzel Mims, though, is really the guy that you need to be keeping an eye out for. He's been getting targeted a lot. He's really cheap at 3500 And because he is a rookie, I feel like the incentive structure is going to uh, be there for them to feature him. So I think Denzel Mims is a nice play this week. All righty. Moving to Giants at the Bengals. Giants, this really surprised me. I was shocked to see how big of a favorite the Giants were in Cincinnati, but I guess that's a testament to what's going on under center for the Bengals. I think Daniel Jones looks like a really nice value at 5,500. Um, you can make a case for Sterling Shepard, who's picking up a little bit of ownership. Giants defense, in my opinion, going to be pretty nice because uh, – Whoever lines up under center under center for Cincinnati is not particularly good. Whether that's Ryan Finley or Brandon Allen, is it is it potentially Brandon Allen? Is that the right team, or is that the Jags? Yeah, it, it is. But Ryan Finley, I, I'm pretty confident he's going to get the start here. Not that it really matters, right? Um, but it's funny, man. On the the Sunday show, Ben was mentioning how he liked Wayne Gallman as a pivot away from Mike Davis potentially that one week, yeah. and I was like, no, man. I was thinking, <laughs> no, that's like super crazy. But then Wayne Gallman went out and destroyed. Yeah. So versus Cincinnati as big favorites, Wayne Gallman he he looks like he's going to be popular this week even, yeah. uh, but. You know, he he's going to be an interesting play. The The workload isn't great because they've been rotating in Alfred Morris at getting some rushing attempts and then Deion Lewis uh, getting third down. So the workload's it's not the best, but the matchup is pretty solid. Do you like anything on the Bengals side? It's really It's really tough to hitch a wagon with such poor quarterback play. Um, is there anything that stands out to you, like maybe Tyler Boyd or Gio Bernard? So the funny thing is, I mean, uh, Joe Burrow, he he honestly wasn't having a great year throwing the ball. The big problem Ryan Finley has had has been interceptions. Um, so I don't know if it will make a huge difference in, like, how many yards guys will pick up. Okay. But – I mean, the prices haven't come down a ton. I, I'm a little bit interested. Like uh, AJ Green at 3600, he kind of had a breakout week last week. That seems kind of cheap. And the Giants' defense really is weak versus pass. So there's some value here. It's just that um, the touchdown equity is going to be low with Ryan Finley. Right. Yeah, I don't have much else to add on Giants Bengals. This much I can tell you. Uh, barring the touchdowns in the, on the red zone channel, I won't see a second of this thing. <laughs> I'm not interested at all in whatever they're selling. I am a little bit more interested in Titans Colts though. Uh, really even matchup. There's a lot to like on both sides. Derek Henry, not picking up all that much ownership. I think he could be sort of a pay up to be contrarian guy here just because Colts defense looks good kind of getting avoided but ultimately derrick henry is a beast and you would not be surprised to get that pop-up that derrick henry just broke a 75 yard run uh, on the colt side 
Um, do, do you want me to just recommend T.Y. Hilton now, or are we going to skip that? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Hilton's always intriguing because uh, we have this long record of success, and it hasn't been there this year, but, <laughs> you know, there's, it's there deep down. Uh, but, yeah, Henry has been the most frustrating guy in the NFL because the two – like he's gotten there in two overtime games where he got like there in overtime. Yeah. And what are the odds of that in the NFL? Like that's just ridiculous. But Indianapolis is a tough matchup. Uh, once again, the game script doesn't set up great for Henry. Um, so given that he had a big week last week, I'm a little bit more hesitant than I would be otherwise. Okay. Um, the Wide receiver situation in Tennessee is something to monitor because A.J. Brown is questionable. He hasn't been practicing. That means that Corey Davis could get a big bump, and he's excelled in games where A.J. Brown hasn't played. And Johnny Smith, maybe uh, maybe with A.J. Brown out, they run more two tight end sets with Ferkster and Smith, and that kind of elevates both of them. So I could see some value there. Okay. Yeah, Derrick Henry is the guy in the league where you look at the box score, it's the fourth quarter, he's got 24 carries for 75 yards, and you're like, okay, Derrick Henry busted. Then you open it up again, and he's got 25 carries for 150 yards and a touchdown. You're like, what in the world just happened? I feel like it happens all the time with him. It's insane. And yeah, I just assume I mean, Naheem Hines will score a touchdown because that's apparently all he does now. <laughs> Dude, the, the Hines birthday game was insane. But... uh. Last week, Jonathan Taylor got like way more work than Hines or Wilkins, which was surprising. So I think this these running backs are going to be tough to predict from week to week. That just means that you're better off taking your money somewhere else. I think Uh, Pittman, he's been kind of an exciting rookie, uh, working his playing time up throughout the season. So he he's a nice play, and Hilton. I know that uh, people are going to groan, but it's just like he, he hasn't had any big games. But if you project him for like 40 to 50 yards at 4K, that's not bad. And, uh, I mean, that's what I'm going off of. I'm not going off of last year or two years ago. And at 3.9K, based on what he's done this year, I think that's a fair price. I think we're need to get, we're gonna need to get you and Chris Spaggs in like a support group for Ty Hilton. <laughs> well, the thing is, no one's playing him, so you only need to get him in like one in ten lineups to have a huge like stand on him. So that's kind of where I was at last week. Actually, last week AJ Green was kind of that guy, but uh, this week, hey, Ty Hilton, two point five x. That's pretty reasonable. Yeah, projected for 3.6% ownership. So if you're curious what kind of reach Osimo.com has in the industry, that's <laughs> that's about what our penetration is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, we're giving a very tepid endorsement of them too. Um, wait till Sunday at 12.30 when Spags <laughs> takes him again for his 100 yards and a touchdown pick. Speaking of, but, I got mine right yesterday, by the way. It might be the only thing that I did correctly. Nice, man. I had yeah, Amari Cooper. Okay. Good oh, work. Cooper, nice. Good work, Amari. Uh, Carolina Panthers, Minnesota Vikings. This one's got a lot of firepower. Don't know if we're going to see Adam Thielen or not. I'm expecting that he plays, but you know it is at least mildly up in the air. Justin Jefferson looks like a fantastic option at 6,300. We obviously know Dalvin Cook is uh, primed and ready to go for 40 fantasy points. 
Mike Davis looks good at 6,900. I liked it a little bit better when he was 4K, but I'll take what I can get. Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. This whole game is filled with weapons. How do you feel about Panthers-Vikes? Yeah, uh, Bridgewater being back for this game is going to be big because they... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I've been pretty efficient in passing offense, albeit slow. But I think that um, Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, all of them have big upside from week to week. And Mike Davis, he had kind of a big week on the ground last week uh, in that blowout win versus the Lions. I expect with Bridgewater under center, more targets will go to Davis, and that makes him a decent play. But uh he's 6900 so any edge you have there maybe uh, maybe is uh transpired so uh I, I think i would target the the wide receivers here particularly robbie anderson who's been pretty consistent all season dalvin cook worth that 9500 price tag i'd say yes um i didn't expect him to be getting the kind of workload he is going into the season he, he has that long injury history but Minnesota, they uh, have the fourth highest rushing percentage uh, in my advanced stats here. So uh, they're rushing almost 50% of the time in a matchup versus uh, versus Carolina where they're favorites. The game script sets up pretty nicely. The bottom line is there's just no one getting the kind of rushing attempts that Dalvin Cook's getting. He's got gotten like almost 30 on several different occasions. So um i know adam thielen paid off last week big for for our our buddy chipotle addict um (laughs) as the leverage play but man i I feel a lot more confident than going to the chalk here and cook uh to give in the tendencies of the vikings keeping it moving now browns and jaguars browns pretty sizable favorites jags not very good we know we have the mildly crowded backfield with chubb and hunt uh from a receiver standpoint i don't see a ton uh, austin hooper looks pretty good for 3800 a tight end and then i will likely have uh, significantly too much james robinson for the however many weeks in a row that that's been the case what do you like here are you a big mike glennon fan what stands out to you in browns jags yeah uh james robinson was interesting he was kind of the sharp play last week where i looked at a bunch of exposures and fancy cruncher and all the like 150 players were over on james robinson because i mean every single week is such a low touchdown spot but he has such high volume that it makes up for it now you have mike glennon coming <laughs> under center and this is the guy that i have benched for mitch trubisky so it's hard to have any sort of confidence in mike glennon um but Robinson, because he, he does get it done receiving the ball as well, yeah. I think that there's some good value there. Um, and then I'm not going to play any receivers on Jacksonville. Um, although, actually, now I'm looking at it, uh, I can't remember if LaVisca Chanel is out or questionable. I don't believe uh, that he's going to be back, but I 
I think that he's like potentially back. I think yeah. it's probably, he's probably another week away. Yeah, that's been a little frustrating to try to predict early in the week. But if he's out, Chris Connolly at 3K, he's been getting a big workload. That seems a little bit too low. Um, but really, man, the the Browns, obviously, they have the big total. Uh, but with Hub, or Hunt and Chubb, or Hub for <laughs> short, hub. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... I, I don't think we want to go with Chunt. That sounds terrible. <laughs> The total salary at running back for this team is way higher than like any other team. So you're paying for the good spot and I could see doing it, especially with Han at 5.6 K, but I wouldn't be very excited about it. Assuming Brown's defense looks pretty solid for you with Mike Lennon under center. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is a good uh, good assumption. Let me look up Glennon's interception numbers. I know he sucks. Uh, it's probably been a couple he, of years since he's been throwing those interceptions. <laughs> it has been. His, his last start was in 2017. Um, he's thrown about average interceptions over his career. So maybe a good spot, but not, um, not quite as good as maybe Steelers versus RG3. His last start came before I worked for this company. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think the company existed, yeah. No, not so much. So congratulations, Mike Lennon. Best of luck to you. This one should be fun. Cardinals-Patriots. Patriots defense is dreadful. We've got (laughs) Kyler Murray. We've got DeAndre Hopkins. I think both of those guys are going to look fantastic. And then I assume we're going to be interested in some of these weird values, the Nikhil Harrys, the Demir Birds, the Jacoby Myers, because the pace of this game should be relatively high. And it's Cam Newton now back under center, which helps a lot for the Pats. What do you want to do here? Is Kyler Murray worth the $8,200 price tag? You happy to pair him up with Hopkins? Can you bring, can you run back with the Patriots side of this game? Yeah, I think you made a good point with Arizona being one of the faster teams in the league. So that may compensate for all the the rushing volume at New England, who rushes at one of the highest paces in the league. So uh, the matchup in that respect, I think, is pretty neutral, even though the Patriots' pass defense is is really bad. Um, Murray's been tremendous, pretty much the best fantasy player this year, so... Uh, I think going to a stack here with Hopkins makes sense. Uh, but I think the the play of the week is going to be Andy Isabella. <laughs> Larry Fitzgerald is out for COVID. Yeah. And people just love playing Andy Isabella. And I'm a little worried that the ownership's going to creep up way too high. So maybe maybe I'll go to some lower-owned guys like Mims. I don't know, but... Uh, uh, what are your thoughts on Isabella? Uh, just getting this news, Larry Fitzgerald's going to be out. Yeah, with Fitzgerald out, I mean, I, I think that certainly opens up Isabella as a, a really good point per dollar play, more of a cash play than a GPP play. But this is a decent setup. It's ultimately going to come down to ownership. If it starts to creep a bit too high, I think you could find other options at a relatively cheap price tag. But I mean, to get that extra volume at the flat min that wide receiver, I, I think is really important, especially for a team like the Cardinals that are going to be running, you, you know, you would think a ton of plays you're expecting some scoring here. Patriots defense ranks pretty poorly against the run pretty poorly against the pass. 
the spot looks great. The price looks great. So I'll understand it. But in a large field GPP, I can see where you're not super excited if that number gets really crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that'd be really interesting to see what kind of number we come up with. This news being fresh, we don't have a great sense of Isabella, but yeah. I would have to guess in the 10 to 20 range. Yeah. Same. Hey, at 3K, it'll look, it'll look pretty nice. Anything on the Patriots side for you? Uh, it doesn't appear to be a ton of ownership, but I know the the Nikhil Harry, Demir Bird, Jacoby. <laughs> I mean, we, we're rotating through those guys pretty regularly. Yeah, Nikhil Harry standed out to me last week. Of course, it was Bird that had a big game, but what I'm looking at is the snap counts. Uh, Harry had been coming off that injury, and his snap count increased significantly last week where other guys like Gunnar Olszewski got phased out of the rotation. Just pulling up these figures right now. Uh, so last week, Carey played 84% of dropbacks, where the previous week he's at 67%. They only played three wide receivers last week. So I think Carey is an interesting play this week, uh, given – I mean, you want to be a week ahead of the the breakout week, right? So – I feel like Harry is a guy no one's going to think of that is poised for that. I, I've played him quite a bit this season. At some point in time, it'll feel like it works. You just, you <laughs> want, I just keep always expecting one of these guys to to get there, and then it's just some other random Patriot that gets like four catches and a touchdown. Uh, it's weird. Tom Brady's not there anymore, but it feels the same. Like it's just getting spread out constantly. Yeah. Uh, lots to like in this next one. The Las Vegas Raiders, Atlanta Falcons matchup. I think Josh Jacobs looks fantastic. I think Darren Waller is probably the best tight end option on the slate just because of his price. If you want to say, tell me that it's Travis Kelsey, I'm not going to argue very hard. Um, on the Falcons side, clearly there's rarely an issue with rostering someone like Julio Jones. I think Calvin Ridley, even at 7,100, stands out. This seems like a really nice fantasy game, especially being in Atlanta. So you get, we're in the dome. We don't have anything to worry about from a weather perspective. What grades out well for you in Raiders Falcons? Well, the the funny, the most surprising ownership of the week when I ran some initial numbers was Derek Carr being the most popular quarterback. Yeah, he's definitely the Jimmy Garoppolo this week of value quarterbacks. Where from a projection standpoint, he makes sense. The negative is that Vegas is one of the more rushing heavy teams with a 47.5% figure compared to the league average of around 42 in neutral game scripts. So this game, uh, when they have volume runners uh, led by Josh Jacobs, it it could just get game scripted out of Carr's hands, especially given that the Falcons defense isn't necessarily very good. So I think uh, given that Carr and Waller are super chalk, I don't see a huge advantage here. Um, Maybe the leverage play of Josh Jacobs, if these ownership numbers hold, could be a decent one because if everyone's on Waller and Carr, maybe you play that Vegas dominates the game on the ground, and then Josh Jacobs uh, gets you a leg up on about a quarter of the field. So um, that's one way I'm looking at this game. Although, from a projection standpoint, Waller uh, does stand out as a good play, as well as Carr. On Atlanta's side, the the matchup is just kind of average versus Vegas. Their defense has been solid this year, but they they have the passing volume to get it done, regardless of what week it is, really. 
Yeah. And um yeah, they they didn't have much luck versus Taysom Hill last week. No. <laughs> but uh the this is a, a team that isn't that great and we're not expecting them to go out every week. We just want to make sure when they have a breakout week that it's the the passing that gets it done. And they are my fifth highest top stack of the week. Uh so I think there is a lot of potential there. Yeah, Hayden Hurst for thirty nine hundred, no problem there. It's just this is a really easy game to stack up. There's a there's enough pieces on both sides where if you wanted to go crazy on it, I think you could. But Public's already there on Waller, clearly already there on Derek Carr. Uh, Jacob's picking up a little bit of love. 4% on Julio Jones. If that stays, I'll always feel pretty good about that. No matter, Even if he's just not quite the same guy he used to be, it always feels nice to get a low-owned Julio Jones. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, he's got as much upside as anyone. So, Chargers and Bills. This game has my favorite quarterback of the week, Josh Allen. Um Keenan Allen is going to look good for everybody forever. Basically, he's been fantastic this season. Happy to go to someone like Hunter Henry. I think that value is there. Diggs, a top five wide receiver on both FanDuel and DraftKings for me this week. There's not a lot of other stuff that I like. I mean, Cole Beasley for 5,500, I think is fine. Gabriel Davis at the flat min looks fine. But uh, I love the Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs pairing. Uh, how do you? How, how do these guys stack up for you? Yeah, this this game I think is going to be the stack game stack of the week. Um, you have the Chargers team that isn't very good, particularly on the defensive end, but Herbert has been having some big performances as well as Keenan Allen. Uh, so I think that uh, when you have a team that's getting it done through the air, that makes the, the length of the game long uh, have more plays because passing takes less time than running. So that does increase the potential of this game. Uh, and the Bills really do stand out as one of the best sacks of the week because of Diggs and Allen, like you were talking about. John, uh, John Brown being out for this game solidifies the roles of Gabriel Davis and Cole Beasley. Davis uh 3K, I think he stands out as a great value. So there's a lot of love in this game. Rank them. Gabriel Davis, Andy Isabella. Who's your favorite 3K wide up? Man, uh, that, they're pretty. Let me look at the stats real quick. So, Gabriel Davis, he's only been targeted on 11% of uh, uh, routes, whereas Andy Isabella has been targeted on 15.5%. So, Gabriel Davis, he's going to be a real boom bust player, where Andy Isabella, a little bit more consistent, but I feel like the playing time is more predictable for Davis. Where in Isabella, I feel like Keyshawn Johnson or um, Hakeem Butler, they could get more playing time than people would anticipate. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm very torn here. Okay. Anything else from Chargers Bills? Uh, Balazs is questionable, but I don't think it really matters because Eckler, I heard he's going to be back this week, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, a little that'll be important news. Um, I think Eckler ends up playing, but we shall see. Three more to go on this DraftKings main slate 49ers and Rams. I'm not sure there's anything of value on the 49ers side, but I'll let you tell me maybe Jordan Reed, but who knows on the Rams side. You're always okay getting to Robert Woods or Cooper Cup. Um, the backfield is really difficult to. 
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Try to figure out. This seems like a game that I'm not going to have much of other than probably Woods or Cup. Does anything stand out to you? This one looks bleak. Yeah, it's tough for the 49ers because you got Mostert and Samuel both coming off the IR. And it's going to be hard to predict the workload, but we know that will impact some other players. Um, Richie James might be the the standout player from the 49ers side because he's 3K. He's uh, Since his breakout performance, he's been getting the playing time. Last week, he played 93% of snaps uh, to follow up his 97% when everyone was out. So Richie James uh, stands out as a, a good value. On the Rams side, we know that they prefer to run the ball. They're big favorites. So Woods and Cobb, they have upside if the game went a certain way. And uh, they they should be considered, but maybe contrarian only, following their big performance versus Tampa Bay. Maybe people will overrate them. Whereas uh, Henderson, Akers, and Brown, because they have a three-man rotation, it's very tough to, to love any individual player each week. So the Rams look like a uh, fool's gold to me. Ooh, ouch. That stings. <laughs> I was just talking about fool's gold like two days ago. It's crazy. Really? Never, never talk about <laughs> it. Saints and Broncos. It's the Taysom Hill experience once again. Newly minted quarterback Taysom Hill. No longer a tight end on FanDuel. Um, taking on the Broncos you know, Mike Th- Michael Thomas is fine, 7,400. Alvin Kamara, a little scary after last week. Uh, did not really get involved in the passing game at all for the first time in what amounts to, like, his entire career. I think Taysom Hill looks fine for 6,200. I don't have a ton that stands out to me on the Broncos side. How are you managing this Saints team now that is obviously very different than when Drew Brees is at quarterback? Yeah, they ran the ball a ton. Uh, Taysom Hill was the big beneficiary of the quarterback change, and everyone else was hurt. Because Michael Thomas was a high-volume target in the previous game, I'm expecting him to be popular, uh, even though our ownership projections might not say that right now. Maybe we'll see that change. But if anyone from this team is going to be owned, it's going to be him. Kamara barely did anything last week. So um, I think... Now that Taysom Hill is priced like a real quarterback, it's not very exciting as far as uh, DFS. But the Denver side might be even worse, I guess, because, yeah, it's just New Orleans. If you're projecting the run a lot, then the pace of the game is going to slow down. The the over-under is like 43 here. And uh, the pricing isn't that great for Judy at 5.1K. So... Fanta 4,200. That looks like the only guy that I'd really have interest in. Yeah, the only guy that I would have had interested in. Also, Noah Fant. And then we saved the best for last. Kansas City Chiefs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady. 
I, I mean, I, I don't even need to name everybody. There's clearly like eight playable people on both teams. So what do you like the most? What do you like the least? This is certainly going to be a game that has a lot of eyeballs on it for sure. Yeah, I mean, this game, as far as uh, NFL excitement and as far as stacking, is going to be the top. Uh, Kansas City is by far the the top stack of the week, and that page is free today, so you can check it out. Twenty one percent on a twelve game slate, so really high odds to be the best scoring stack of the week. Now everyone is really expensive, so you're paying for that, but. I feel like Kelsey at 7K at a tough spot to fill a tight end. He's going to be the popular pairing with uh, Mahomes where Tyree Kill, he's also, I think he had a big game last week, so he's going to be popular. So it's going to be really hard to to stack those two guys up and really come up with anything interesting. Um, They, let's see, they, uh, Elair had a big week last week, if I recall, with a couple of touchdowns. So I think he's someone to avoid just because uh, the game script of this game being a tough matchup is going to be uh, more likely to favor the passing. And Kansas City passes at the fourth highest rate in the league. So um, I think Kelsey and Hill, probably the guys I'm looking at, I forgot to mention Byron Pringle is on the IR. That should benefit uh, guys like Robinson and Hardman, but, I mean, maybe showdown only. I'm not sure how anyone could forget that Byron Pringle is on the IR, but I'm glad we were able <laughs> to cover that. And then from the yeah. Bucks side, Ronald Jones, Fournette, Evans, Godwin, Brown, Gronk. It's just a sea of like, well, yeah, I kind of want to roster that guy, but – you know, they could score five touchdowns and all five of them can go to five individual other players. These teams are just so deep. Are there any bucks that stand out more to you? No, not really. Yeah. I mean, they they had that big loss versus the Rams last week. Where Tom Brady kind of disappointed. Uh but it's just there's too many masks to feed and all these guys are pretty pricey, so Man, it's like you kind of like Godwin, Brown, and Evans as players, but all three combined, <laughs> like yeah. that, the numbers just don't add up to be a great, great idea. Especially, man, Brady hasn't been able to do much with it. Seven yards per time, that's very pedestrian. So, um, I don't see very much from the Tampa Bay side to like. Uh, do you have any love for for maybe some guys on the Bucks? Love might not be the right word for it, but I, I'm I'm certainly interested in Chris Godwin. Um, I probably like Leonard Fournette more often than not, but luckily I don't. That's usually more of a showdown play than a, a 12 game main slate play. If I'm getting anybody, it's Godwin. But even then. I mean, it's not as if I'm going to be surprised that Mike Evans scores touchdowns or Antonio Brown scores touchdowns. There's just too many weapons here. It's really difficult to want to grab any individual guy because you're looking for a, a super outlier performance. It, the the touchdown equity in this game is so spread out. Um, it's really difficult to want to just grab one individual guy from the Bucks. They all look super similar. Dude, uh, we got a uh, good point from from chat here uh, that uh, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell are having their rematch game here, or 
it's hard to say revenge because they're both on the same team and neither one is on that team anymore. But yeah. uh, thanks, Shane, for pointing that out. Maybe that could be an interesting storyline this week. Perfect narrative there. If you want to get Le'Veon Bell, that should not be difficult. 4,500 projected for less than 1% ownership. And those are the 12 games on the DraftKings main slate. We'll see if we get 12 by the time we get to Sunday. Um, that'll be up in the air. We do, however, have 540 people. No, 580 people. 107 likes. You guys got over the 100 mark, and I didn't even have to say a word about it. Thank you guys for that. But on the real, still hit that like button. Let's see if we can get that up over 200. Uh, Alex mentioned before, our NFL Top Stacks tool is free today. I've got that up on the screen. We'll touch on it in a little bit as we're looking to build a lineup. MMA projections also free uh, today. So if you're looking to get into tomorrow's MMA card, uh, Curtis Blades and Derek Lewis, that's the main event up top, which should be a fun fight. Projections are free if you want to play that. And coming up immediately after this in 20 minutes, uh, Matt and Kyle are going to do a FanDuel-specific strategy. So tune in to that one. Since they are doing a FanDuel-specific strategy show today, Alex and I are going to build a DraftKings lineup right now. Let's treat this one like it's a pretty sizable single entry. We've got about 15, 20 minutes before we need to get out of here and turn it over uh, to the FanDuel strategy crew. DraftKings work for you or do we want to, should we put it onto the wheel? (laughs) Yeah, DraftKings sounds pretty solid to me. Let's do it. So when I look at this, the first thing that I see is that monster, monster Kansas City top stack number. Is that so high that that is where you want to start? Or are there some caveats to that number that we should point out? Well, I think that, uh, I mean, you don't need us to tell you how to make a Kansas City stack, I guess would be the easiest way to put it. So yeah. I'd I'd prefer maybe just for the sake of it being an interesting lineup to, to choose something else, but I have no qualms with stacking up Mahomes and, and Kelsey or Mahomes and Hill. Like that's a very solid uh, start to a lineup. We have the Buffalo Bills with a top stack odd, fourteen percent, slightly higher than Josh Allen's current quarterback ownership. We've got Arizona as the third highest top stack, uh, slightly outpacing Kyler Murray's ownership. Do you want to go to Buffalo or Arizona? Do you have one that's a little bit further off the beaten path that's catching your eye? Let's see. Um, single entry. Let's think about this one real quick. I guess. It kind of sucks because it looks like the Mahomes stack is so much superior to Buffalo and Arizona, given that all three quarterbacks are going to be at the high end. Right. If I'm trying to make a lineup that, like, the most popular quarterbacks are all going to be quite expensive this week. So let's uh, let's go down the list and see if there's any. We mentioned how we like to at uh, Tungavailoa. 2.7% ownership. He's pretty cheap. Uh, Tannehill at 5,800. Kind of going on this list. I'm not really seeing much. Uh, Daniel Jones, 5,500. Um, you feeling Danny what... Dimes this week? Is that the direction we want to go? I'm pretty well, confident I'm we're not going to the Raiders. That much I could tell. 3% top stack <laughs> Yeah. Huge ownership to Carr. Yeah, definitely not. So, I'm kind of uh, – it looks like Danny Dimes is over as well to a lesser extent. So 
Um, it's funny, man. I'm having so much trouble deciding because the ones that I like are all popular. And then uh, there's such big question marks for other ones like Kirk Cousins, for example, versus Carolina. It's like game script uh, could be a big factor. But actually, I kind of like that one because I, I, I like Cook a lot. But I feel like Carolina has the firepower to make this this work to stack up cousins. I don't know. What do you think? I'm in for it. I like I like that Minnesota game or that Minnesota side. And there's plenty of options on the Carolina side if we need to run it back. So yeah, I'm happy to go team Kirk Cousins for this one. Let's expand all, right. all these games. I will slot in Kirk Cousins. The question then becomes: Is it Thielen? Is it Jefferson? Is it Thielen and Jefferson? <laughs> Is it Irv Smith Jr.? Uh, what direction do you want to go? Thielen likely to pick up a little bit less ownership than Jefferson. I don't know if you would rather go to both guys in this spot. Uh, where are you leaning as the, the first pass catcher for this stack? So Thielen and Jefferson. Actually, now that I'm thinking about this more. I think both of them will be popular because Jefferson has been the better player throughout the season. But Thielen had the big game last week, although he's he has this COVID-19 situation where he's tested negative. So I assume he's going to be good to go for Sunday. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to, to mull it over here. Uh, so... I feel like if we maybe Thielen and Jefferson, if we're just projecting, I mean, Kirk Cousin doesn't offer anything on the ground. So we got to project high passing volume to succeed here. And both of those guys make up such a large percentage of the Vikings passing that I think that makes sense. All righty. Thielen and Jefferson in, are we bringing it back? Is it Robbie Anderson? Is it DJ Moore? Are we saving a little bit of salary going to Curtis Samuel? My preference is Robbie Anderson. His game log looks pretty gross, but the targets <laughs> have been there. Uh, but yeah, but what I'm saying is like he he hasn't gotten a big fantasy score, but it's not for a lack of opportunity. So that's the kind of guy that I like to target as kind of a bounce back. That works for me. So Thielen, Jefferson, Robbie Anderson in. We have about 5K per position to fill out. We're going to need some running backs at this point, and we're probably going to need some salary to do it. If I sort your big board just for running backs, we've got James Robinson at 6,300. That might even still be a little bit too expensive. How do you feel about going to someone like James White at 4,500, Wayne Gallman at 5K, Frank Gore at 4,300? We don't have any like crazy, <laughs> crazy value plays at running back. Is there any way that you want to save some salary right now? Well, Wayne, Wayne Gallman at 5K. Um, I, when I'm looking at the draft screen, he doesn't pop out at all because Cincinnati's rushing defense is listed as 12th best. And he's only averaged 10 points per game. So I think Wayne Gallman may be someone passed over by a casual crowd. And given that Cousins kind of had a big game last week, I expect him to be more popular on casual players than than the MME players. 
So I kind of like this combo of guys that might stand out from both recency bias approach and like a sharper approach. So Wayne Gallman, I think would be an interesting pick here. Wayne Gallman in. Again, we have about 5K to go. Running back, tight end, flex, and defense. I can go any direction at this point. We kind of need one of everything. Uh, If I just look at your defenses out of the gate, do you have any issue? I guess we we wouldn't be going to the Minnesota defense at 2,300. Your third-ranked defense is the Broncos defense against the Saints at 2,200. That might open up a little bit of additional salary. Any issues going to the Broncos D? Obviously, Saints kind of scary, but a little bit less scary just because of Taysom Hill. Although, from a defense perspective, uh, maybe he's a bit less likely to throw an interception as well. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of going to the the Denver defense uh, to get that Taysom Hill like uh, airs potential. And we saw some badly thrown passes, even though Taysom Hill overall had a good stat line. So I think that that's a solid pick. Okay. If we do slot the Broncos D in, that leaves us running back tight end flex. We have an average of 5,800 to spend. So that, that saved us quite a bit of salary across the rest of this lineup. Is there anybody we are just clearly missing so far, a guy that you want to make sure we get into this lineup? Honestly, I don't think there's any lock button plays yet this week. Um, So uh, really it's just whoever kind of works in this particular lineup. Uh, Let's uh, go to the big board and kind of see if anyone's popping. James Robinson, number one, 6,300. Oh. So yeah, let's let's put James Robinson in then because uh, the the volume is huge. <laughs> Mike Glennon under center, that's not very encouraging, but uh, there's a lot of outs for him to get there. So I think that we could approach this in two separate ways. I'm going to pose you the question first. We have tight end and flex remaining. We have eleven thousand two hundred dollars left, and we have a relatively contrarian lineup we obviously have the cousin steel and jefferson stack which is i don't get the sense going to be like wildly owned do we pay up at tight end to one of waller or kelsey and go a little bit cheaper at flex or are we just grabbing a tight end that's probably in like the 4k range which is going to open us up to basically any legitimate flex play we want that is outside of like the dalvin cook tier how much better do you think waller and or kelsey are in comparison, I guess is the question. Well, if Waller is going to be popular versus uh, to, uh, versus Atlanta, um, that kind of funnels you to Kelsey uh, a little bit. So Kelsey, but it's hard to imagine Kelsey's going to be lower owned than Waller. So um, another one that maybe let me look at my big board here. Uh, so I'm filtering for tight end. I think Kelsey would work pretty nice because, as you said, we have a contrarian lineup already, and there's a lot of good value wide receivers this week. So if we slot in Travis Kelsey, that gives us 4,200 at the flex spot, which is not a ton to play with, but... it's worth the look at the very least if i just filter down to guys on 4200 or cheaper running back wide receiver or tight end 
highest ranked guy is the flat 3k Gabriel Davis coming in number five on your big board we could also do the same thing going to um, flat minimum Chris Conley also showing up in the top 10 we would clearly have an additional 1200 remaining so if I filter down to your projections the highest projected guy also Gabriel Davis at 3k might allow us to make an upgrade somewhere else or if you have another idea I'm all ears yeah, I think we put in Davis, and then uh, we can pivot somewhere else. All right. Value ranking greater than 90%, contrarian ranking 20 to 30%. We still have $1,200 to make an upgrade somewhere. Um, we can go from Gallman to someone up to 6200 uh, I don't really think we have like another real option. I guess we can go from James Robinson from 63 to 75 but... You know, James Robinson being your number one big board guy, it seems like that's not the guy to move. We can upgrade at defense if we wanted to, but that seems like it's not totally necessary. So what can we do to upgrade Wayne Gallman? We have we can go anywhere to sixty two hundred. Well, James Conner, I guess if this game happens, uh the potential versus Baltimore for Baltimore's offense to just totally fizzle out and there's a lot of rushing attempts on Pittsburgh like that's definitely possible although uh he wouldn't be someone I would target unless you know you have exactly 6200 left $5,700 Miles Gaskin is your highest projected running back that would fit in that spot he's uh about four and a, three and a half points clear of Wayne Gallman uh, only other alternative there would be Kareem Hunt or Austin Eckler any problem going to Miles Gaskin and just kind of crossing our fingers, assuming or hoping that he does, in fact, play this week? <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, I, I'm looking at the latest update. I might have to go back and update these projections because it looks like Gaskin hasn't gotten into full practice yet. So yeah. um, let's hold off on the Miami running backs for now, I suppose. Uh <laughs> Man, yeah, I don't honestly like. <laughs> I don't love this lineup, so uh, maybe let's just start over and we'll we'll build a Kelsey uh, or sorry, a Mahomes stack and see how that looks. Let's do it. We've got uh, we've got eight minutes to go before we bail on this, but we know what we're doing now. We're good at this. So Mahomes in, Kelsey in. Kelsey is the the number one guy for me. Yeah. Okay. Do you want another chief? Well, uh, let's see. Tyree Hill, like, I feel like that might dedicate too much salary. So uh, my initial lean would be no. What do you think? If I were going to do, if I were going to pick anybody here, it would probably be someone like Sammy Watkins to try to be at least a little bit different with the stack. I think that's feasible. Uh, I'm not sure he's a, an all that frequent contributor to a winning lineup but at the same time it is the chiefs you never really know uh watkins being back could be helpful but i'd be fine with just mahomes and kelsey the question then becomes what are we bringing it back with if we are yeah uh i guess watkins looks looks pretty solid at 4700 he has been on the cusp of returning like for weeks, so i'm pretty confident that his health is solid pringle is out so um Maybe that pushes him in some extra snaps. Okay. So uh, 
Kind of like Watkins, although the opportunity cost you're giving up is pretty big because there's so many good value wide receivers. So on the Tampa Bay side, I, I'm kind of keying in on Chris Godwin. I, I feel like people are going to go to Antonio Brown just because he's the new new guy on the on the squad. Yeah. But Godwin's been the best receiver so far this year, so that's my lean. Final answer, Watkins, in or out? Uh, let's say in just to make our lineup a little bit more contrary, like you suggested. All righty. Um, so now we have two running backs, a wide out flex and defense. Do we go right back to James Robinson, slot him into one of those running back spots? Um, although he's the highest player on the big board, I don't think he's like a lock play by any means. Okay. Uh, so uh, maybe let's let's put in a wide receiver here because they're the value this week. I'm kind of liking me some Denzel Mims. Okay. Uh, he hasn't had a breakout game yet, but the last four weeks, eight targets, seven targets, seven targets, and three targets. So the volume's been good, 3,500. Um, I think there's potential there. All right. Mims in. Leaves us 5,200 for four spots. One of those is defense. If we want to put defense to bed now, we'll have a really good idea of what we need moving forward. Uh, Vikings defense is your second highest ranked defense. Now that we don't have any part of that game, we don't have any part of the bring back. Do we want to just spend 2,300 on the Minnesota Vikings defense? Well, I, I went back and looked at my spreadsheet and I hadn't updated for the, the quarterback change. That might come down a little bit on the next update here. Okay. Back to uh, the Broncos? <laughs> one that I think could be interesting is Cincinnati versus Giants. I mean, Danny yeah. Dimes seems to really struggle with the interceptions. So kind of like that. That works for me. <laughs> yeah. They, they've only averaged 2.3 points per game. So I don't think people are going to think the Bengals defense is any good. 6,100 remaining, two running backs, and a flex spot. Man, that's a lot. Yeah, we got we got right. a lot of loot. Um, so, yeah, I think James Robinson's solid. Uh, pretty much any lineup, but this one stands out as a good one for it. So I'd put him in. And that gives us 12K overall running back and flex. We can play around with that in sort of any way we want. That makes it pretty easy to fill out what we're looking for. Um, I think Diggs is probably a little bit too expensive to get him in there as uh, as our flex wideout. Do you prefer to go yeah. more balanced for these final two picks or are you looking more like we still grab Gabriel Davis at 3K and then we go bonkers for the other spot <laughs> that's a good question yeah so we'd have uh we have to get one more running back right so yes. um and it basically could be anybody but dalvin cook yeah uh so i don't love any of the top range no. aside from Cook, though so i mean camara with Taysom hill was just a disaster last week with no targets or one target or something. Henry, tough matchup. Jacobs, actually, now I forgot about him because he's questionable. Now that's interesting because Derek Carr is kind of a top stack this week. So you're getting leverage on some of the field and the matchup is solid. That leaves us 4,800 at the flex spot. 
if I filter it down, your highest projected guy sub 4,800 is James White at 4,500. Man, I don't feel great about James White. Nah, it's pretty bleak. <laughs> but actually, now that I'm thinking about it more, I like him more because Rex Burkhead is out for the season. Yep. So there is a reason to believe that James White will get more work. So I think that he's solid. We could also, and just in case that's not your cup of tea before we get out of here, uh, you also have T. Higgins. He would fit in at 4,700. He's... 0.25 fantasy points behind James White, just in case you wanted to go a different direction. Yeah, I think both of those are good. Okay. If I slot James White in... Say Higgins. Go Higgins? Higgins, uh, because White gets more of his points from PPR, just short catches. I think the touchdown equity may be lower than Higgins. Value but, ranking. Yeah, it's, it's, it's... Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. I was lagging a little bit. Uh, yeah, what did we come up with? Value ranking greater than 90%. Contrarian ranking less than 10%, which was a little surprising to me. I thought that was going to be a little bit higher. Yeah, I think um, the lineup builder dings you for getting a lot of chalk expensive guys. So that's <laughs> kind of our stack. Okay. Um, that's why, uh, yeah, it's like Kelsey and Mahomes, they're going to be the top stack so often. Yeah. It's just making this slate like very tough to balance, being contrarian and and uh, high projected. So it'll be a lot of fun. This is a, a little bit of a challenging slate, so this will be interesting. It really is. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. We've got the FanDuel-specific strategy show coming up immediately after this. You're going to need a different stream, but don't leave our channel. Alex, final thoughts before we get out of here. Yeah, uh, guys, we know Burrow is out. <laughs> we <laughs> talked about that. But, uh, yeah, the pricing went down, too, so we're accounting for that. And uh, Burrow wasn't that good this year, to be honest. So, um, yeah, this week should be a lot of fun. I'll uh, make sure to check out the FanDuel show after. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we get some big takedowns. So, uh, good luck, everybody, this week, and I hope it's a good one. We'll see you soon. Come back Sunday like normal, four straight hours of NFL coverage from 9 a.m. all the way up until lock. It's going to be a fun one. Enjoy your week 12. Enjoy your weekend. We will talk to you again next Friday.